by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 7 Upon the Steps of Phalaris The winds that were once blowing the canopy over the village of Telerathel had halted. The swaying of the trees was now replaced with a deafening silence. The villagers, once toiling away in the many gardens, stopped at the sudden change in the atmosphere. At the edge of the city, thick vines emerged from the ground. The citizens and followers of Phalaris stood up from working in their gardens to inspect the vines, though what was being carried by them gave all of them pause. The crushed bodies of two priests of Talgis, along with the headless torso of two more priests, was presented to the citizens as another vine came up from the ground with the body of the abbot. The village of Telerifel was stunned at the sight of the mangled corpses. What is this treachery? inquired Sarast, the elder of the village, as she placed her eyes on the five bodies. She stared at the priests in disbelief as another strange sight emerged from the forest, a dryad. A creature that rarely left the shadows of the canopy came out into the open and approached the village elder. The dryad purred and made some soft noises, prompting Saras to turn to several of the others. Saras' eyes lit up, surprised at what she was hearing from the woodland creature. They found the children. We need to follow her, announced Saras to the onlookers. The dryad stepped away from the villagers and led them into the brush. The villagers scampered away and into the forest as Drusilla emerged from the brush. With vines pushing her into the village past any of the onlooking villagers, she was able to make it into the courtyard of the Grand Temple undetected. Several of the followers were still in the courtyard tending to the plants as Drusilla, with her eyes still glowing prominently, strutted past them toward the stairs. She climbed them with a mild pace and made it to the doors, which were already open. She stood in the doorway of the Grand Temple for a few moments and surveyed the area. All of the priests stood still, affixing their eyes on the god touched as she stood prominently before them. Where is he? asked Drusilla sternly. Where is who? Madame Whisperleaf inquired one of the priests closest to her, a young female with bright red hair and rosy cheeks. Drusilla smiled warmly and tilted her head slightly to the side innocently. The young girl's ignorance rattled the god touched and she knew she would have to get the attention of everyone within the Grand Temple. Drusilla's eyes glowed a more vibrant green as she raised her hand with her palm out toward the young priest. The young girl turned her head and without moving her body to see the magic of Drusilla at work. Vines emerged from the ground without warning and wrapped around the ankles and shins of the young priest. The young girl was full of emotions. She was in awe at the power of Drusilla, but she was also afraid for her life. Drusilla, release her, shouted Tandrit from one of the side rooms. The god-touched servant smiled and pulled the vines away from the priest's feet. She turned to see Tandrit coming into the main area of the temple with Vitrialis beside him. Oh good, you're both here, announced Drusilla sarcastically. I was hoping both of you would appear. Vitrialis looked away from Drusilla and walked toward the door as Tandrit moved in in front of her. It's quite bold of you to come barging into His Excellency's Grand Temple. I wonder what has gotten into you. What of the forest, Drusilla? What did you find? Drusilla laughed. You know what I found. Don't play stupid, she chided. You know the forces of Taldris were in that forest? Tandrick stood perfectly still and kept a stoic face upon hearing Drusilla speak. The god-touched servant breathed heavily as she fumed and began to pace in front of him. Now, 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 high priest. Why would you ever let something so sinister come into our forest? inquired Drusilla as she paced in front of Tandrick. 
The high priest scoffed. Do you think I opened the door for them? I don't think you did much to stop them from coming in, countered Drusilla harshly. Your lack of action and your incompetence to what is actually happening in the forest around Telerafel led to the death of several creatures of Phalaris, as well as several followers' children. All of that blood is on your hand, High Priest. Tandrick chuckled and shook his head disrespectfully. The lives of those that walk on two or four legs is not my prerogative, God touched, nor should it be yours. Tandrick folded his arms across his chest defiantly while Drusilla continued to pace in front of him, almost as if she was sizing him up and preparing to strike. The creatures of Phalaris that you seem to be obsessed with do not serve a purpose or a job that is fitting of my protection, nor my care, Whisperleaf. The job of those that dwell in the forest is not to fight battles against our foes or wage a war for the safety of our followers, but to protect the forest and ensure that it thrives, explained Tandrick calmly, noticing that Drusilla's ire was growing. The creatures of Phalaris are charged with ensuring that the flora thrive, even at their expense. Drusilla halted her pacing and bit her bottom lip. She composed herself briefly as everyone in the Grand Temple continued to watch the encounter nervously. So every nymph or dryad should be sacrificed so long as a single blade of grass can thrive? asked Drusilla rhetorically. The lives of the creatures that serve our god are nothing but a currency that you can spend to ensure the radiance and majestic beauty of the forest? Tandrick kept his arms across his chest and nodded. That's precisely right, Drusilla, he affirmed coldly. All that matters is the forests of Dunai thrive. No matter the creature and no matter how close they are to you, they are only worth the cost that keeps the forest healthy. Tandrick unfolded his arms and took a step toward Drusilla. I don't care if thousands of nymphs die so long as one tree survives. Drusilla screamed loudly in anger as the high priest provoked her. Two thick vines came up from the ground with the high priest holding out his hands to make them both decay in front of Drusilla. She summoned a third from behind him which met the same fate. However, a fourth vine made contact. After three vines were stopped by the high priest, Drusilla summoned a small one beneath his feet that wrapped around his shoes snugly. Before he could react, the small vine pulled to his left and dropped Tandrick's body to the ground. Drusilla summoned two more vines from beneath Tandrick that wrapped around him quickly, engulfing his entire body before he could decay them. Grass grew around his body, but the high priest could not summon anything that would assist him in defeating Drusilla. He was in her grasp and at her mercy as the vines constricted around his body. Several of the priests stepped forward, preparing to intervene on the high priest's behalf. Drusilla glanced over her shoulder to see them coming, but without flinching, vines emerged underneath each follower and constricted around their bodies. One by one, each priest and follower of Phalaris that came toward Drusilla met the same fate. The vines constricted and the priests were trapped. All they could do was watch what was to unfold and wait for the end. It's time for a new high priest, Tandrick, seethed Drusilla as she stared into Tandrick's fading eyes. It's time for someone to take charge who truly understands the plight of the forest. Drusilla leaned forward as the vines wrapped around Tandrick tighter. With all of the followers of Phalaris ensnared in Drusilla's vines and unable to move, Drusilla placed her lips next to Tandrick's right ear and sighed loudly. Every second you are still on Dunai is a second wasted in the life of the forest, she said coldly. Goodbye, Tandrick. Drusilla, no, screamed Tandrick as the vines wrapped around him further. Her glowing eyes looked away from her prey as she turned toward the abbot. Tandrick Gertrans was pulled into the ground by the vines where the sounds of his screams were muffled before they were suddenly silent. 
Drusilla shifted her vibrant emerald eyes to another area of the Grand Temple as several priests appeared ready to attack the God Touch for attacking their high priest. Just as the ones before them, they met the same fate. Without any warning, Drusilla summoned vines from the ceiling and from the ground to ensnare all of the priests who appeared to be coming toward her, even without her knowing for sure. Some of the priests shifted their weight amongst their legs and had no intentions of coming toward Drusilla, but it didn't matter. Only those who cowered in fear and remained perfectly still were left alive. Bodies were constricted and crushed before being dropped to the ground. They piled up one on top of another as Drusilla's vines did the job for her. Nearly a hundred priests and followers of Phalaris were killed by her constricting creations. With only a few priests remaining and the Grand Temple filled with the vines summoned by Drusilla, the magnificent structure possessed an aura that matched a graveyard. Two priests cowered behind a large vase while another three stood in front of the stairs. In the doorway that led outside, the abbot, Vertrialis, stood still, waiting for her moment against Drusilla. She had already faced her wrath earlier, and she dreaded their next encounter, fearing it to be her last. Drusilla turned toward the exit and away from the vast amount of vines. She approached Vertrialis calmly, but with a sense of determination about her. I told you earlier that you would one day become the High Priest, Vertrialis. I suppose that day is today. Vertrialis exhaled loudly, but... The High Priest is chosen by Phalaris, she muttered. Drusilla reached forward as Vertrialis cowered. The God Touch placed her hand on Vertrialis' shoulder and smiled warmly. The High Priest has now been chosen by me, and I'm sure our God will understand, she stated confidently. We are in an open war with the forces of Tal just now, and we need a high priest who understands that the sanctity of life is equal to the vibrance of the forest. Do you understand me? Vitrialis blinked slowly and nodded her head softly. Yes, ma'am, I understand, she said. But what if Phalaris... He won't, interrupted Drusilla as she pat Vitrialis on the shoulder and walked past her. And if he does, he can come find me. He needs a high priest who will protect his followers, as well as the forest, and I just provided him with that. Drusilla walked away from Vertrialis, leaving her and the few priests to clean up the mess that she made. She moved down the stairs and into the courtyard where none of the followers toiling earlier could be found. News of her assault had traveled already, and she was being allowed to leave without anyone watching. She stepped through the courtyard and out into the dirt street of Telerafel to see some of the villagers emerging from the forest, all carrying bodies of the children that were killed. While several men carried the bodies of the children, the mothers of those children walked beside them. Drusilla glanced over to see Terst among them. The blacksmith's wife was crying profusely as she looked at her son's crushed body. Drusilla shrugged and kept moving, refusing to stop to talk to the villagers. Terst glanced up from her son's body, noticing the god touch walking past them on her way to her cottage. Madam Whisperleaf, please, wait, shouted Terst. Saras glanced up along with the rest of the villagers as the blacksmith's wife jogged toward Drusilla, who was still walking toward her cottage. Drusilla never broke stride as Terst ran and stood in front of her. Madam Whisperleaf, what happened to my son? Drusilla scoffed and kept walking, stepping to the side of Terst and showing no interest in having a conversation with any of them. Drusilla, please, what happened? Drusilla halted briefly and turned her head around to look at Terst. She locked eyes with the follower of Valkus and smirked with the emerald hue from her eyes still glowing vibrantly. 
He died. Isn't it obvious? She answered rudely before turning away from Turst and continuing on to her cottage. Turst stood perfectly still as tears came over her again. The bodies of the fallen children were being lined up with Saras directing each one to a different spot on the ground. With Drusilla several feet away and almost out of sight, a priest sprinted away from the Grand Temple and over to the village elder. She killed the high priest, whispered the priest in Saras' ear. She killed almost everyone. Saras' eyes widened in fear as she turned back to see Drusilla completely out of view. What of the abbot? Drusilla told Vitrialis that she is now the high priest, continued the priest softly. What do we do? Saras smirked and shook her head. You're the priest. You're supposed to tell me that, she said in jest before turning back to the bodies and sighing. The sight of the dead children gave her pause, but she knew she had to stay focused. The village required it. If Drusilla murdered all of those priests, then her scales are not aligned. She will soon become the prey of Vesius Hunter. Saras paused as the priest appeared confused. She turned to look at the young man, smiling at his ignorance. Drusilla Whisperleaf has become the prey of Ebelus Mertrand. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.